Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we are going to finish our three-part series on the types of taxes that you pay. Previously, we have covered taxes on what you make and taxes on what you buy. For our finale, we are going to talk about the taxes you pay on the things you own. So let's get to it. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host... All right, so this week we are going to cover four types of taxes based around the things you own. Let's start with the one that I mentioned last week but didn't give you an explanation for. Property taxes are taxes on property that cannot be moved. This typically means land and buildings. Now, per the Tax Foundation, which is a nonprofit agency that researches and analyzes tax policy, property taxes in the United States account for over 30% of total state and local taxes collected and over 70% of local taxes that are collected. As you can probably tell from that statistic, property taxes are the primary source of local government revenue, and this money goes towards public services like schools, roads, police and fire departments, and emergency medical services. Property taxes are interesting to me because they run on a system called a millage rate. To me, this system is a little weird, but, you know, I dig it. The millage rate system is based on mills, Now, a mill is a certain percentage of tax. One mill is equal to $1 of tax for every $1,000 of property value. So a mill is basically equal to a tax of 0.1%. Your city and state will have a total millage rate for everyone, as well as a breakdown for where your money is going. So let's do my favorite thing in the world, and let's take an example. Say you have a home that is worth $200,000. We will also say that in your county, the total millage is 45 mills for the school district, one mill for the roads, and a total of five mills for city services such as police and fire departments. What you would do is you would add those together for a total tax rate of 51 mills. Now, each mill is 0.1%, so 51 mills is 5.1%. 5.1% of a $200,000 house is $10,200 in taxes per year, or $850 per month. Now, I am sure that sounds absurdly high, and it is. Now, let's make this a little bit more complicated. That is how the math is done, but I skipped a very important step. We said in the example that the amount owed in taxes is the property value multiplied by the number of mills. Well, what we use for property value is where this gets weird. Most people, myself included, would have assumed that the property value would be the market value of the property, or the amount that you could sell the property for. Well, counties don't use the market value because that would just make too much sense. Instead, they use what is known as an assessed value. Now, the assessed value of a piece of property is typically a percentage of its market value. This percentage is determined either at the state or county level. For example, I did some research. I wanted to get a big spot and a small spot. So in New York, the assessed value of property is 45% of its market value. But in the state of, let's say, Arkansas, the assessed value is 20% of its market value. So in the state of Arkansas, your $200,000 market value house has an assessed value of $40,000. Let's go back to our earlier example. Let's say that you own a home in Arkansas that has a market value of $200,000. 
To get to the assessed value, you take that market value and you multiply it by 20%, and that gives you an assessed value of $40,000. The total tax rate, as we discussed, was 51 mils, or 5.1%. A $40,000 value multiplied by 5.1% is $2,040 per year, or $170 per month. Now that sounds about right. So that is how we do property taxes for property that is not movable. Well, what about taxes on property that can be moved? Well, our next type of tax that we're going to just gloss over is referred to by various names. I've seen them called personal property taxes or even tangible personal property taxes. Essentially, these are property taxes on pieces of property that you own and can be moved. This typically covers business equipment, machinery, inventory, furniture, and vehicles. The taxes on these, from what I've seen, are about the same as with regular property taxes. You have a market value for the property, the assessed value is calculated depending on what your state or local guidelines are, and then that value is multiplied by the number of mills in your county, and there you go, Bob's your uncle. There really isn't much more to cover here, as these generally work exactly the same as with regular property taxes. The third type of taxes that we're going to talk about today are estate and inheritance taxes. The word estate simply means everything you leave behind at the time of your death. This includes houses, cars, cash, investments, ownership in business, land, and basically anything else a person can possibly own. Estate taxes are taxes on the amount you leave behind after you die, and inheritance taxes are taxes on what you inherit. Now, they sound really similar, but the distinction here is important. The question is, who pays the taxes? With an estate tax, the estate of the deceased pays the taxes and then the amount left over is distributed to the heirs. With an inheritance tax, it's the person that receives the inheritance that pays the taxes. Luckily, these taxes are pretty rare. In the United States, the federal government does not have an inheritance tax. Instead, there's an estate tax, but only if your estate is greater than $11.7 million. That amount typically goes up every year to account for inflation. Now, don't take this the wrong way. But I sincerely hope that all of my listeners will one day have to hire an estate planning attorney in order to dodge the U.S. estate taxes. Remember kids, tax avoidance is legal, tax evasion is not. More on that later. Now unfortunately, federal taxes are not the only ones you need to worry about. Currently there are 12 states in the District of Columbia that charge an estate tax, there are 5 states that charge an inheritance tax, and the state of Maryland charges both. I will include a link in the description below for an Investopedia article that shows all the states that charge either an inheritance tax or an estate tax. The taxes themselves are pretty straightforward. Most of these taxes follow a tax bracket system where as you make more money in the estate or inheritance, you are going to pay an increasing tax rate for each bracket. Now, I don't wanna to get too, too deep into estate taxes because I'm hoping to set up an interview with an estate planner to have an expert go over those details. Don't get too excited though, I currently don't have anyone in mind, but that is definitely an episode I want to do in the future. Now, with all this talk of death now out of the way, let's get into our last type of taxes, a wealth tax. Wealth taxes have become pretty prominent in conversation in American news over the past couple years as we get more and more billionaires being worth more and more money. Of course, there is always the perception that billionaires are not paying their fair share. Now, I could do a whole episode of my opinions on billionaires and their taxes, but I'm going to summarize my feelings with this. If billionaires were not paying their fair share in taxes, the IRS would send an army of lawyers to fight tooth and nail to get every penny they were owed, and possibly even throw the person in jail. Want an example? I've got plenty. Nicholas Cage, who owed $14 million in taxes and was forced to pay, 
Country musician Willie Nelson owed $16.7 million, but in an interesting twist, he cut a deal with the IRS and released a new album called The IRS Tapes, Who Will Buy My Memories, so that the IRS would be allowed to collect most of the profits to pay off this debt. Comedian Sinbad was forced into bankruptcy by the IRS in 2013 after they came at him for $8.3 million in back taxes. Baseball legend Pete Rose was convicted of tax evasion in 1990 and spent five months in jail. Chuck Berry, the man who wrote and performed such hits as Johnny Be Good and Run Rudolph Run, was found guilty of tax evasion and spent four months in jail. Remember the TV show The Jersey Shore? Remember Mike the Situation? Well, he had a situation in which he spent eight months in prison for, you guessed it, not paying taxes. And then you have Wesley Snipes, MC Hammer, Martha Stewart, DMX, the list goes on and on. If there's one thing the IRS absolutely loves, it's when people are committing tax fraud, tax evasion, or just not paying their taxes, and they owe a lot of money. Think about it. If it costs the IRS legal team $50,000 to really go after somebody to get their tax money, who do you think they're going to choose to go after? Susie, the waitress from down the street who isn't claiming a couple thousand dollars in cash tips she made last year? Or DMX, who owes $1.7 million to the government? I'll tell you now, they're going for DMX. And you know what? When the IRS comes knocking at the door asking for that money, well... Give it to you. Anyway, my point is this. If billionaires were not paying every dollar in taxes that they owed, the IRS would jump on them quick. Billionaires hire accountants that know every legal loophole and trick in the book. So if you think they aren't paying their fair share, then you need to look at Congress and ask why they haven't changed the tax code to close these loopholes. Now, that's my opinion on that. Let's get back on topic. A wealth tax is a tax that is imposed on you based on how much wealth you have over a certain dollar amount. Wealth taxes are based on a person's net worth. Your net worth is all of your assets minus all of your liabilities or your debts. So say you have a $2 million house and $500,000 in the stock market, and that's everything you own. Now, say your house has a $500,000 mortgage on it. So you have a total amount of assets of $2.5 million, the $2 million house plus the $500,000 in investment, and then you subtract the $500,000 debt on the house so that you have a net worth of $2 million. Now, let's say that the wealth tax only affects you if you have over a million dollars, and everything above that is a flat 5% tax. So in this situation, you have a $2 million net worth, but you don't get taxed on the first million. So that's $1 million that needs to be taxed at 5%, which comes to a tax bill of $50,000. Now, here's something interesting I found while doing research for this episode. Per the Tax Foundation, in 2019, only six countries in Europe had a wealth tax. Of those six, two didn't raise a single dollar from the wealth tax. If you look at the number of European countries that have historically had and received money from a wealth tax, you're going to find that many countries either repealed their wealth tax or have received zero revenue from their wealth tax. In 1965, eight countries in Europe made money from a wealth tax. Over the years, this grew to an all-time high of 12 countries by 1995. And by 2019, only four countries have brought in any money from a wealth tax. Some common reasons given by these governments for the poor performance of this wealth tax is that the taxes are difficult to administer, raise very little revenue anyway, and have several harmful effects on the economy, such as discouraging entrepreneurship and innovation. Now, the only data I really have here is from Europe. The United States doesn't have a wealth tax, but there's been a lot of talk lately of possibly introducing one. While looking at Europe doesn't give me high hopes for how a wealth tax would do in America, 
we do have a larger amount of millionaires and billionaires, so we may have some success with it. At this point, I think it's going to depend on the exact language of what goes into the law should it happen. Now, you and I know that a wealth tax of around maybe a million dollars, two million dollars in net worth is going to affect basically every member of Congress, which are the people that write the law. So you know they're going to put in enough loopholes that they can weasel out of paying a lot of taxes. And I would bet any amount of money that the billionaire's tax attorneys are going to find those same loopholes that Congress gave themselves, and we're going to be having this conversation of the rich aren't paying their fair share again in another couple years. And with that, we've covered all the types of taxes that I wanted to cover. I want to give a special thank you to those of you who had listened to all of these until the end. I really appreciate the support. Speaking of support, I have seen a little bit of growth in my number of downloads, so I would like to welcome all the new people here. I hope you're enjoying the content. Feel free to always message me on Twitter at Main Street Money or send me an email at MainStreetFinance at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the content, it would really mean a lot if you would leave me a rating on whatever app or website you're listening on. And with that, I have been Alex, and I will see you all next week. Let's leave it at that cause I ain't with it. Yeah. Hit it with